York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jailers from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And sorry, guys, there's a little bit of technical difficulties, but we got it rolling right now. The Knicks are down their bench players who essentially, to me, are their best players. And without them, this is a chance for the Knicks to actually take advantage or to prove themselves the starters of Julius Randle, Kemba, F- Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and these guys have proved that, indeed, this Knicks starting five can get it done. And it was a pit of a big fight, but we did not quite get it there. The Knicks essentially lose to the Celtics 107 to 114. And despite big nights from Evan Fournier and Kimball Walker, the Knicks could not defeat the Boston Celtics. No Deuce McBride, no RJ Barrett, no Grimes, no Knox. A lot of the Knicks starters were out, but so were the Celtics. The Celtics were also shorthanded as well as the Knicks. The Celtics also played last night, but still the the Celtics prevailed. And let's talk about it. Looking at these stats, we already see we got Evan Fournier. 32 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, and 6 rebounds on the night. Kemba Walker looking spry tonight with 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, Julius Randle with a, a wonky game with 20 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists on a night, 31 shooting 31% from three, and those are really your main scores with probably some um, um, some spot stuff. Alec Burks had a kind of a quiet 19 points on the night, six rebounds and four assists. Um, and listen, this game, this game was all about aggression and runt. Aggression and runs, right? And also defense, because defense is what got us out of the game and, and got us into the game. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll say this. The Celtics were hitting a lot of contested shots in the first quarter. Tatum was hitting shots. Um, Jalen Brown was back hitting shots. And even though the defense was good to me, at least in the eye test, uh, at least partially in the first quarter, it seems like the Celtics were just on. So you figure, you know what? If the Knicks just keep up that intensity, um, they, they can get, eventually get in the, in the game. However, at that same time where we did see some good shots, some of the good defense from the Knicks, and they hit contestant shots, you also notice that the Knicks and the Celtics, the Celtics were picking on Kember Walker for most of the night. We had a guy in uh, Peyton Preacher. Who shoots 25% from three all season, comes on against Kemba Walker and gives you 16 points, three assists, and one block on the night. 57% from the field. So obviously the Celtics, knowing our status, they definitely had a game plan and executed. But give it to the Knicks and these starters, though, because I it was not fun watching this game at first. Especially in that first couple of quarters, the Knicks to me... He looked a little bit slow to me on the defensive end. I, I will say, Kemba Walker, though, interestingly enough, he looked spry. He looked spry. He looked engaged. He looked happy to play. Um, and he attacked. He attacked. He attacked. He attacked um, early and often. And it seemed like he was a guy carrying the offense for a lot of the time. And then it was Evan Fournier carrying the offense. But, uh, um, but still, the defense really was the problem at halftime. 
Well, the Celtics scored th- outscored the Knicks 32-18 in the first quarter, right? Halftime, zero bench points, right? Um, then as the third quarter came, the, the Knicks were behind. The Knicks were behind, down 14, and you're thinking, here we go again. Um, usually it's the third quarter of doom for the Knicks, but this is when the Knicks started to shine. 41 points, season high from these Knicks in the third quarter. Held the Celtics to just 24 points. And the two guys that led the way were Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. But ultimately, ultimately, when it got to the end of the game, you start to realize the lack of and I hate to say it because Kemba Walker is here on the floor. There was a lack of leadership. There was a lack of basketball IQ. And a little bit of a lack of killer instinct. That mixed with some bad calls by the rest. Because there was some bad calls by the rest. Like the the closeout where Evan Fournier gets injured and twisted his ankle on that last shot with under a minute left was, was a bad call missed. Julius Randle's shot. Um, getting um, mistreated and actually uh, I think the rim somebody I forgot who his defender was hit the rim and it should have been an office a, a goaltending on the Celtics part but the refs missed that call as well those things kind of stopped us and stopped our momentum and helped seal the deal for this game but still at the same time the Knicks could have done a lot of things better the Knicks could have done a lot of things better. And I think this is where this is where you're looking at leadership. This is where you're looking at Randall to take over because these guys took over the third quarter. This is when you realize there's still something missing in this team. Maybe like an, um, when you're looking at teams like Golden State Warriors to me, Golden State Warriors to me is the best example of this. It seems like we have pieces who can do things on this team. But it still feels like we're missing emotional leaders. Emotional leaders. Randall is obviously frustrated this year. And I feel like you can tell by his energy level. Now, granted, today is a special case because he's playing the whole game. So you maybe you don't expect his energy level to be as high as it usually is. But if you take away this game... And look at Julius Randle's performance. It seems like he's been coasting on both ends of the on the defensive end for most of the season already. Forty minutes on a night for Julius Randle. So, but so I still feel like when this games like this, even though we have pieces who can score and pieces who can contribute, we still need an emotional leader to really. Put things over the hump. We need a Draymond Green, or we need somebody else who can talk, who can point point to people and say, "You move here." Who can scream at somebody and say, "You're missing rotations," because obviously this Knicks team can do it. This Knicks team can do it. If you look at the third quarter, we actually played defense. The first unit for the first time got multiple stops in a row. Like I haven't really seen the first unit get multiple stops. Like that, like I've seen 
in that third quarter, which tells me that this first unit has it in them. This first unit has it in them when called upon. But somebody needs to call upon it, and it can't always be the coach on the sidelines. It has to be someone within the lines, within the battle lines, drawn on the court. And that's the biggest thing that we're missing right now, it seems, from the vets and the youngins. And we're hoping eventually the youngins, somebody from those youngins, can develop that. We're missing a, an emotional leader who doesn't, who doesn't mind getting into people and demanding a certain amount of, of, of energy and respect for the game that is needed for this Knicks team to go to the next level. And it's as good as these starters have been and as good as these starters have played, I'm still today looking at the youth and hoping that somewhere in there, whether it be Deuce McBride, whether it be Grimes, or whether it be one of these future first round picks, I'm hoping one of these guys can step up and not just bring skills to the table, but also bring an emotional leadership and a high emotional IQ to take this Knicks team to the next level. Cause that's what is missing right now. Right now, Right now, it's good that we're going through adversity and there's a good, there's a nice little kumbaya moment happening with this team where everybody still seems to get along despite the losing. And everybody's still on the same accord despite the losing. But I, there still needs to be a leadership on, a leader on this team who's not, who, who's not going to be a, Kevin Garnett's, the, the, the Draymond Greens, the, the Rashid Wilds. They still need an emotional leader on the floor who's going to make some noise a little bit. We might need a little bit of a bad boy. We might need that. And at one point, I was hoping that was going to be Mitch. I was hoping that was going to be Mitch. But um, that's not, it's not, we don't have that on our team right now. Um, and even our veterans, man, the, the sixth foul on Kemba was the weirdest thing to me, man. You're having a career night, not career night, you're having your best game as a Nick. And you foul out trying to stop the clock to get Evan Fournier out the game. That was Bruh. weird. And Kemba is a great guy, and he and he seems like he's a guy who who brings people together. But that's something that vets shouldn't do. That's not some. I don't feel like that's like a real game managing player. And that's what's missing from this team. Now let me get into some some a little bit of what what I felt went right with this team, and why I felt this team and these these guys actually played well. And I'm gonna get to this, the callers in a second. The first thing I started to really notice is this. First of all, you already have the motivation factor. You already know that these guys, Evan and Kemba Walker, they want to prove. That they are that guy. They want to prove that everybody's wrong. So the motivation was there to keep that energy level up as long as, as much as possible. But when you're looking at the tactics that you used to actually get them going, it's very, um, it was a little bit more reminiscent of the first Nick Celtics game. Where Randall wasn't really dominating the ball. Evan Fournier and Kemba 
was getting more touches. Matter of fact, I feel like Kemba was getting more touches this game than he did the first game with the Knicks. But in general, it just seems like to get Evan Fournier going and engaged on both sides of the ball, he needs to be involved in the offense early. And that's what happened. For the last few games, we've seen Evan Fournier actually start to run off on screens. Right? Today, what we saw from Evan Fournier is pick and roll. More involved in the offense. And it's crazy because a lot of the times when we saw Evan Fournier even running the pick and roll is with Julius Randle on the left or right side of the courts, and he tries to do this little pocket pass thing where he hits the cutter, and that has not been working all season. Today, tonight, it seems like when Evan Fournier was running pick and roll at the point of attack, it seems like it got him going. It seems like he's more comfortable running the pick and roll from the top of the key than the side. And he was able to get to the basket a lot more. He's able to get to his little floater a lot more. Um, and he also made like a really nice pass to Nerlens Noel. So no surprise here if you've been to this program and you've talked with us before. No surprise that Evan that we, we, we talked about Evan Fournier getting more involved in the offense. And how that gets him going on both sides of the ball. Today is just more evidence that that is the case for Evan Fournier. Because today, Evan Fournier played his best defense, one-on-one, best defense in transition that I've ever seen him, probably I've ever seen him play. And we all seen it. In that third quarter, when we made those multiple stops, you already know. When you see Evan Evan on Tatum, you got Shaq in your mind. Barbecue chicken. He's about to take this boy to school, right? That's, ex- that's exactly what you're thinking when you see Tatum versus Evan Fournier. What? How in the world does a guy who seems lost on defense all year all of a sudden is going toe-to-toe with, with, with Tatum one, in one-on-one situations? The man gets the ball now. The man is motivated now. And now, all of a, now he's activated on both sides of the ball. If I'm Coach Tom Thibodeau, I'm showing Evan this tape of tonight's game, and I'm going to let him know. This is how you play every night. Regardless of the amount of touches you get, this is how you play every night. And Evan, you definitely need to play like this every night, touching the ball or not. Because when R.J. Barrett's here, that might not be the case. But Evan Fournier touching the ball, Evan, Evan Fournier playing defense, Evan Fournier shooting off screens, Evan going with the floaters, Evan Fournier going to the hole, showing all three levels tonight. And that's what we need for Evan Fournier from now forward. From now forward. Him more involved, but even when he's not more involved, him still playing that same level of Knicks defense that we're supposed to be had, that we're supposed to be known for. We need you not not to be motivated only against the Celtics, Evan. We really need you for for the entire the entire year, the entire year, or at least to raise your trade value to make sure to let people know that we didn't make a great mistake. And I'm, I'm gonna show you these Evan stats today. I'm gonna show you Evan Fournier stats: thirty-two points, fifty-four <laughs> percent from the field, forty-four percent from three, three assists, four turnovers, eh, two steals, and six rebounds. One of the best stats for Evan Fournier of the night. 
Another 32-point game for Evan Fournier versus these Celtics. I'm wishing we played these Celtics every game at this point. That's how I'm looking at it. We need, to, we need every day, we just need to play. We just need to pretend that Evan Fournier is playing himself. We need to, like, I don't know, give that man lucky charms in the morning. <laughs> Put Florida Clovers on his locker room. We need to get him in that mindset. We need to get that boy in that mindset that you playing against the Celtics every damn day. Straight up. Straight up. And the crazy thing about Evan Fournier today, we've been talking about the plus minus. Evan Fournier, plus two on the night. This might, this might be his second night where he has a, a, a positive plus minus. Also, you got to highlight the man, the myth, Kemba Walker. 29 points on the night. 40% from the field. 45% from three. Three assists, one turnover, six rebounds. After all this time, this man is looking spry. He's looking refreshed. He's moving better than I've seen him all year. He's attacking. He's pulling up from three. He looked comfortable. And for, for, for Kemba Walker to play at his best, he needs to be aggressive. He needs to be aggressive. That is really the key to making our new recruits look good. Both of them have to be aggressive. And both of them have to touch the ball more. When it comes to Randall, he has to pick his spots. And, I, you know, you give it to Randall tonight because, you know, statistically he had an interesting night. But I'll talk about him next. 20 points on a night, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. Really took advantage. We really took advantage of the fact that the, the Celtics don't really have that many shot blockers. And he's bigger than most people. And he was able to create open shots for us all night. We have to start hitting open shots. But at the same time, I talked about leadership. Um, it still seems like this man is in his head. And you can tell the difference when he's shooting. When he's in his head, you can count the steps in his jump shot. It's like one and two and three, and it's like a dance aerobic. It's like a, it's like a ballet school. He's still in his head. He's still in his head. He's still not completely comfortable shooting the ball, and he needs to get that together in Julius Randle. Uh, and uh, I'm also want to talk about, to me, and I'm gonna get to some comments that's made by. Uh, uh, a renowned NBA player in a second. As well as these Celtics, as these Knicks play, we still have a lot of work to do. And these these starters still have a lot of work to do in general to move over that hump, even though it's a good showing. I still need to see a little bit more. At the end of the day, though, Bryce Posse tonight, Alec Burke's defense was all right. Mitchell Robinson, he's looking like he's playing better defense away from the win, better than I've seen him play all season long it seems like the weight loss is coming to him it seems like he has that fight in him it seems like we're starting to get the old Mitch back and we're taking advantage of that and Nerlens Noel as well seems very active those two guys you already know our defensive rating has been dropping it's not the same as it was last year and there's multiple reasons reasons why that is Reggie Bullock being gone yes is part of it but Mitchell Robinson being uh overweight and injured uh, 
Nerlens Noel also being injured is a big reason why we just did not have it on the defensive end. And today, it was a good sign for these two that, you know, they're coming back into the de defensive form. So hopefully, eventually, they're rolling back into shape. And that part of the game will get back to us. Now, you know, trade deadline, realistically, it seems like if we're going to make any moves because of the context we signed, moves might not be made until February. This team is going to have a chance to prove that they can get stuff together. We're going to have to survive this little streak of COVID protocol and get stuff together for this team. Um, it's po I still believe it's possible, man. I still believe it's possible. We still have to take certain lessons today and carry it into the next team. And I also feel like despite what Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker showed today, I'm still team young kids. We need to get these young kids in the game. And we need to start to pass the torch because it's obvious that we're missing them. Especially when you're looking at these bench points. I think we're oh, I think we're outscored. What was the bench points? We're outscored by the bench. Let's see. Points in the paint. I think we've only scored three bench points on the night by Mitchell Robinson, if I'm not mistaken. You already know what it is. The Knicks are one of the best benches in the league. 47-3 to the Boston Celtics. Bruh. On the bench points. Got to clean that up. Offensive rebounds also got to clean that up. But to me, the heart of this team is still young guys. When the young guys get back, even though these, these the veterans, they, they showed some effort, I still think it has to be business as usual, and we got to start turning over these pieces of young guys. That's, all, that's, that's what I have to say about that. But salute to everybody in the show. Shout out to Stanley Mann. Shout out to Alf Powell. Shout out to Ash Hutchinson. Shout out to D. Nice. Shout out to Don Hines. Shout out to Fritz Alessandro, the best mind in the game. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. If you're loving the show so far, please hit that like button, subscribe button, and tell a friend of tell a friend. All right? Because we're here after every single game talking Knicks basketball. All right? All right. All right. I know we got a caller up. First caller up. I think is it Joey? I think I think Joey might be up. Oh, JR. Okay, it's JR. Hey. Yep. What's going on, JR? This is JR calling from Florida. What's going on, Jr.? Um, first things first. I already know what you're gonna say, you Jr. Saw, I already know what you're gonna nah, say, Jr. No, no, no. If you saw this Knicks game and you're watching this video right now, please hit that thumbs up. Share this video. I promise you, these guys deserve our attention as much as the Knicks do for the service that they do for us, I for the great content you. that they provide for us. You know I what I'm saying? So we gotta make sure we show that love back. I appreciate you. And <laughs> I know what you thought. I thought you thought I thought. <laughs> I think he's going there, but you, maybe you walk in there. You maybe you walk in there. Yeah, maybe you, you walk in there. Laughing over here, man. Uh -huh. I'm straight up like like laughing out loud over here because you're, you're perfect, you're spot on. Everything you said, I was like, like shaking my head over here, hard mm -hmm. though. But I, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you right now, man. Jalen, I don't know why, man. Out of the 17 losses that we've had this year, this one right now has literally infuriated me and hurt me just the most out of. Any loss, including the magic loss, Jay Ellis. Including the magic loss at home. And here's why. Here's, and, and, and like, I was even talking to the wife about it. Like, I was trying to figure out why am I so upset? Like, why am I so mad about this loss? And I figured it out why it was that I'm like so upset. Like, I'm not, and for my calls before, 
I'm not like a Randall hater. Like, like if anything, I mean, I, I go out of my way to say, yo, like, um, he's not perfect, but Randall doesn't have a point guard. Like, I try right. to, like, be right. real. And those things are still true. And Tibbs is the man. Tibbs has been the best coach we've had in a very long time. Yeah. But when I see Tibbs hate everywhere, I always defend him. Like, yo, yeah, chill. They were fire. Tibbs, chill, chill. Right. Yo, but tonight, man, it was a culmination of things that I think started four games ago for me, uh, Jay Ellis. Mm. I think when Obi had that career game, when he had the most minutes that he's ever given him, yeah. all, all his fans have been clamoring for Obi to get more minutes. And then he finally gets minutes, and he does what he knew he would do. Yeah. There's strike one. Strike two, the next game, Grimes finally gets burned. Yeah. Has a career game. Strike two. Yeah. Strike three, Mike Bryce finally gets gets burned. Yeah. What does he do? He balls out. Strike three, Tibbs. Strike four. As if it was even such a thing. He benches Kemba all this time. And Kemba had the man looking terrible tonight. You can't listen to me, Dallas. You cannot tell me that Kemba Walker cannot play 15, 20 minutes off the bench. 15 minutes even. And spot, according to who's on the court. If there's not a guard there that can exploit him, he can't get 15 minutes a game, kids. The, all those things adding up got me like, Tibbs, if I was in that locker room right now, y'all, I, I hope they're having a spirited debate. Because I know Kemba Walker's a good guy, but if he doesn't look at Tibbs a little bit tonight, <laughs> or if he doesn't even give him one look, that man is a saint. Saint him. Take him to, to, to the Pope. Make that man a saint. If he does not look at Tibbs even a little bit sideways tonight, yo, I'm still not off the boat because I'm hearing now that it's okay to say that the front office didn't hit on free agents, but they, hit, but, but they drafted well, so now we can talk about it. But this team is sending me mixed signals, and I'm sick of it. Tibbs needs to get his crap together moving forward. If we're gonna, are we gonna develop our young players? Are you gonna play the young guys? Are you gonna go for? Are you gonna play the veterans correctly, as we saw a certain Frenchman tonight do what he's supposed to do when you play him correctly? Yeah. Like, are you gonna use your veterans correctly? Are you gonna go? I'm tired of these mixed signals, of this not playing a certain kid or this kid because he's not ready, but we see otherwise. Or the front office signing. You know, I need to see this all come together because you hit it right on the button, Jay. We can turn this around. This is a stretch for us. All these games are winnable. I think this is the toughest game we're going to have in a while, right? We have a really soft week schedule coming up here. Or yeah. winnable games, at least. Yeah. So, we're going to see what the Knicks are made out of, man. Yo, Jay Ellis, keep, it, keep doing what you're doing, man. Because trust me when I tell you, man, the service that you provide, to, yo, it is greatly, greatly appreciated, man. I appreciate your work, man. And uh, I promise you, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're going to blow up. You, you know it. I know you know it. And I promise you, though, you have like loyal fans that will follow you, man. So, you're doing your thing, Jay Ellis. Much love to you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Shout, shoot, shoot, shoot to my guy, man. Shoot, shoot to my guy. <laughs> the passion is real in Knicks Nation. You see the graphic, man. You see the graphic. Kemba Walker comes out and he try. He makes a statement. Twenty nine points. 40% from the field, 45% from three, three assists, one turnover, six rebounds. Um, the four, you know, the, the field goal percent is not, you know, 40%, you know, not the best. But what he did was he got to the line. He got to the line in abundance. I um, so he definitely affected the game. And there's certain tip, there are certain criticisms of Tibbs that are absolutely correct. Um, we, Tibbs likes big point guards for his defensive schemes. 
the front office got him a small point guard. This is kind of why I even feel like this Ben Simmons thing might have some smoke to it, to be honest with you, because it's like, all right, Tibbs, you like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if we get him or not. That's a whole other thing. But Tibbs just likes big point guards who can play defense. Kemba Walker is not that. Um, Kemba next to Evan, defensively liability. Something that's going to drive Tibbs crazy, and you saw a little bit of evidence of that tonight. And that's you know, that's uh, that seems like it's always going to be there. If these guys play together, on the flip side though. The way the Knicks run his offense and how we're and how we're running it. That might be the biggest revelation and that might be the biggest takeaway for Tibbs if he decides to bring Kemba back into this rotation. And Evan Fournier. Because it seems like again, the formula for us. And the formula that was closer to working in that first Nick Celtics game was Evan Fournier getting more touches and Fournier doing more running and, and, and pick and rolling. Kemba controlling more of the offense and being more aggressive and having Julius Randle kind of be like the third playmaker or second or third play. Like he he's not he's not the guy who's going to be handing the ball on the top of the key most of the time. That seems like the way to go. And and I. I <laughs> And it's funny, man. It's funny. It's. I still personally, I still feel like the way this defense is looking, it still might be hard to play Evan Fournier and Kevin and Kemba together for long stretches of time. Today, I feel like the third quarter is when you saw the best of when both of those guys are on and everything is clicking. And when both of those guys are motivated, everything is clicking. But I do, I do, I'm not sure. If Evan Fournier can stay motivated to play defense the way he did today, that would fix a lot. Because that's a lot of that's a lot of the reasons why I want Grimes in the game in the first place. Because I know that man is going to play defense. No matter if he touches or not, he's playing defense. And that's the biggest problem to me. For Tibbs, because he's a defensive coach first and foremost, right? But offensively, it just it it does feel like when these guys on the court, we have to get more creative, and we have to we have to take the ball out of Randall's hands for bigger plays. Um, as, as you know, except you know when he gets his, when he gets the rebounds and he's pushing the ball, that's one thing. But to initiate plays. One more plays for Evan Fournier, one more plays for Kimber Walker. That's that's really the pathway to success for this team. On the offensive ending. Really. Um shout out to everybody that's rocking in the chat. If you want to call, you already see there's a number to call in. Uh 319-527-6241. And guys, I, I I got a question for you. Anybody who wants to call in, if you want to call in. Does this game Change your mind about Kemba Walker. Because depending on where you are, you want Kemba Walker to not get time or, or get more time. If you're, on Nick's, if you're on Nick's Instagram, you might say you want Kemba to get more time. If you're on Nick's Twitter, you might be against it. I'll tell you one thing right now. There's somebody I know, famous Nick, 
the dance instructor, Jay Crossover, definitely took notice to this game and did not like what he saw. And he, you see Jim O'Crawford, what he says, right? Stop letting these coaches, teams, create the narrative a player is done because they don't like him. And you, I, and you get it. Like, I get it. I get it. This is your boy. This is your boy. I still feel like the numbers show that it's really it was really hard pairing to have Kemba and Julius together. And that's not all Kemba's fault. That's just that's just the way these pieces fit to me. Kemba and Evan Fournier together defensively isn't a good look to me. Julius Randle taking a drop off from where he was last year defensively is a bad look to me as well. Um they don't see that. They just see him scoring. And to be honest with you, and I said this on a t- I said this somewhere else. I'm not sure if I said this on the program or not. To me, there is a world where Kemba Walker can contribute to an NBA team, but you kind of have to treat it how kind of like how the 76ers treated Iverson, where you have a guy who can facilitate the offense, he can score, who's going to be aggressive. And you surround that man with defenders. The way our team is set right now is not the best formula for Kimba to win. And that's a lot of the problem. Um, salute to Fritz. Fritz says he wants to get something. He wants to get in this. Let's go, Fritz. Let, um, plug yourself in um, and let me know what you want to talk about, man. Uh, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about... Um this Kemba situation. I mean, it's it, it literally the job. It's, it's game management. Right. I mean, I, I know it's a collaborative effort. You know, the Knicks say, hey, there's a, you know, a whole team, the front office that kind of share the responsibility, but that's your job, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. your job. Yeah. It's, it's to find the lineup. And... <laughs> I, you know, when we're on our little bad streak, and I was thinking of oh, what, you know, you know, usually there's some repercussions. If you have, these, like, these long streaks, somebody gets the ax. And I'm like, okay, who 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 would the ax fall on if this, you know, bad streak continues? And it's tough, tough to point fingers. And, I mean, I mean, I would say Tibbs, but he has a five-year contract, but... Uh, you can't – if you can only manage one side of the ball or you can only handle certain responsibilities, that's an assistant coach. That's not a head coach. Yeah, it's, it's – I, I mean, there are some coaches who are, like, absolutely wizards on offense, and they're great assistants. Right. Like, but, I mean, at this point, like, you have to look at Tibbs and it's like, hey, hey Tibbs, you're either going to do all the roles or are you an assistant? Or do we have to bring in someone like, you know, your, your number one man who's like basically as a second coach? Right. Right. Because you're just not, you're just not managing it. You're just not, you're mismanaging it. And 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 that was the that was that was the concern coming in. Yeah. It always was. When when when, when they hired Chris, they were like, "Yo, he runs the players in the ground. He's so stubborn." 
you know, Bulls fans are telling us this. Uh, Minnesota fans are telling us this. And, like, he said he learned. <laughs> he said he learned. Yeah. He so, said- I, I, I mean, at this point, like, I mean, you have to look, you have to look hard at Tibbs at this point. And you have to say, hey, do we have to bring in, do we have to bring in someone else, another voice? Into the locker room. Do we do we need an offensive coach? Like it's, it's, it seems like it seems like well one it's obvious. I said this earlier. It's obvious that it seems like Randall is not as locked in defensively as he was last season, and maybe mm-hmm. that's that run your player into the ground mentality that he had, or if that if that could be it, or maybe Randall just feels like um, he's struggling mentally and he's going to play the minutes anyway, so he's going to pace himself. That could be it as well. But I, see, I, I know he's having a struggle, but you you have to make the game easier for him. I, I you know when Tibbs is interviewing, and what infuriates me about his interview is instead of you know we're gonna work on it, he's like, oh, you just gotta work harder. That that's not the answer to everything, <laughs> right? And that, and that's Tibbs' answer to everything. Oh, we just have to work harder. No, you can you can run plays to make it easier. You can. You can come up with schemes to make it easier. You can that's part of the game. You just you just can't say, Hey, you just have to work harder. Right. That that just isn't the answer. And and that's the one thing that gets me. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the one thing that gets me about Ted. You are you seeing these out of timeout plays? These these out of timeout plays are hard. <laughs> these I I don't know what's going on this year. But these out of brown these out of timeout plays are Bruh. horrible. Like Horrible. I don't. I feel like our execution level on these plays have been the worst there's ever been in a long time. I'm still remembering um, when we had um, yo, who was the assistant coach from from Fitzdale, um, who went to the Thunder? Like, mm. um, I'm forgetting his name right yeah, now. Out of, out, out of town. Yeah, out of town. Time out. You should you should be converting those things like 80 percent of the time. Like, like a set play. I mean. I, it's just that when someone is in trouble, there's there's no adjustment. Right, there's no adjustment. There's definitely no adjustment. And at this and, point, and that's oh no, you got now. And you know what? I'll say this one thing too. Right, I I know we are we we're taking a hit around the league because you know we. Now that Kemba Walker has scored 29 points, the talking points around the league is the Knicks don't know what they're doing. This guy has scored 29 points and. Tibbs is, and Tibbs is a you know, Tibbs is a, is a buffoon of a coach. Um, part it's, it's still partial truth because even when when Kemba was playing, even when Kemba was playing earlier before this, he was a minus every game he played. He was a, along with the other starters. So I get Tibbs' frustration, but at the same time, Tibbs still has to do more to get some more out of the offensive ball, more out of more more. Out of these players on the offensive side of the ball, the other side of this too is even though Kemba playing well, I'm still looking at Derrick Rose, and I'm still looking at Deuce McBride, like like a kid on Christmas. Like 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 <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at Deuce McBride still with, with everything Kemba did today, like. I I still want to give this man the keys. 
I still want to get this man the keys. Oh, because, me, me too. Like I, me too. Like, uh, my, and this is not no knock on Kemba. Kemba can't be playable in the NBA for sure. Kemba can definitely be playable in the NBA. But I'm still looking at Mees McBride and going, he can play offense, he can play defense, he can hawk people, his energy level is not going to drop at any part of the game, and he can score on three levels. So, I, and and then on not only that, and this is only one game, this is, this is only one game where he showed all these things, but he also can make plays for other people, and we need Randall off-ball as much as possible. So, like, I think even, even though we had a 41-point quarter in that third quarter, I still feel like Deuce can control the game and be a positive in more than just one quarter, but be a positive in the entire game. And not just for one game, but over a stretch. Like, to me, Kemba Walker is still good, and he can still contribute to a, to a team. But long term, with more minutes, more time, less time off, is this sustainable? That's still a question for me in my head. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering, like, what what does Tibbs see in practice that we don't see during the game? And, and I'm like, it if Deuce played like that in practice, I, I, I just don't, I just don't see it. Why why are you playing that same lineup? I I, I know like there's certain like if you have a rookie, you're gonna have a tough time. Like, hey, we're playing CP3 tonight. Yeah, he's gonna get cooked. But like. If we're playing, if we're playing half the league, you know, half the league isn't that great. Like these players should be getting time, right? I like, I just don't, I just don't get it. I That's, mean, I know there's yeah. certain matchups like, hey, I don't want a rookie. I don't want, uh, I don't want a rookie going against CB three, or I don't want a rookie going against like a, a premier point guard. But you have to play them if they're eventually going to take over. They have to get time. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I but we know we saw this. We saw we saw this. We saw like we already know what it is, man. It's, it's the politics of the game. You have Derrick Rose here, we have Kemba Walker here, we have Alec Burks, who's a guy who's he's, he's also plays point guard position. And it's really like the kid says he has to hurt him. So and at this point, even with the success of these guys in that third quarter, I'm still on board with with handing these rookies the keys. I'm I'm still on board with it. Point blank period. Because even the way we won, you can still see the you can still see the difference in the energy level between the 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 on both sides of the ball from the starters to these rooks, and they and and we still have to have and it's still that thinking part of the game, that clock management thing. It it seems like that's still not happening exactly. Now, granted, you know the refs made some bad calls, but I'm going with the rookies at this point, man. I'm I still am at this. Uh, and, yeah, and and that, let me know yeah. uh, if I'm bugging the chat. Press one. If I'm bugging, press one. If you, if you, if I'm bugging, press one. If you with me, press two. That's that's. If yeah. uh, Mike Miller, yes, Ricardo. Yeah, I'm gonna head out. Mike Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, cool. All right, Fritz, man. Yeah, the the one thing I will say is that we're supposed to have these like ten easy games. I, I think if the Knicks don't go five hundred on these next ten games. I think you shut it down. You 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 think real hard about just 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 let the kids play, and then um, if if it don't work out, it don't work out. Get your lottery pick. Yo, that, yo and the I'm point, not I'm not sure if you're there, but listen. But I, yeah, I, to, I listen. Do you see what? Do you see where our bench is in the NBA right now? We're third. The third most productive bench in the NBA. I'm not exactly sure, Fritz, if playing the bench is tanking. That's where I'm in right now. 
That's where I am right now. I can't really tell you clearly if playing the bench is tanking. Playing the bench might actually have the opposite effect. If we if we end up actually playing the bench in Randall, I think the opposite might actually happen. Like straight up. Like, I think I think we might I, I feel like you might actually go on a run. I actually feel like the infectiousness of Deuce McBride playing pick up defense for for all like forty eight feet uh, for a for, uh, for forty eight minutes is going to be infectious. The team the team is going to pick up. Grimes is going to pick up. Randall might be re inspired to play defense. We're going to start hitting threes, and I think the Knicks might actually make a, a run. Like that's that's where I'm at right now. I, these these guys look are looking. I don't know. I don't know. And at the same time, <laughs> depending on Evan Fournier is here or not, if we if we start to use Evan Fournier actually correctly, running him off the ball, then I think we also have a shot too. To me, that's that's to me that's just the move. That's just the formula moving forward. Free the kids. Free the kids. Mitchell Robinson. He's turning the corner. He's actually playing. The Mitchell Robinson I saw today is the oh. Mitchell Robinson I started to see last season. He's actually playing better perimeter defense over the last week that I've seen him play all year. And that's the weight loss. That's him getting healthy. That's the him getting his timing back. Like this is the this is I'm starting to see the Mitch that I actually fell in love with. Where he's like, oh, he's special because he can he can block shots, but he can also move his feet away from the ball. So I feel like all those factors, man, it might actually help us, man. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not even gonna hold you. Um, next caller up. I see you got another caller in the chat. Let us know what your name is and where you're from and what you want to talk about. Uh, am I here? Yep, you're in here, man. I never know when. It's, I mean, he told me I'm gonna be the next caller, but it's like there's nothing clicks in to let me know. This is Jason from uh, Lower East Side. Oh, what's going on, Jason? Shout out to you, man. It was a frustrating game today. I have a question. I just joined the show in the last corner. Was there any, like, crazy Kemba fans in the call, like, saying, oh, we need to play Kemba all the time now, earlier? Um, I would say I, I, I would say there, was, there is some frustration that Tibbs didn't play him because of what he did today, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that's crazy. I want to see, see what he does next game, because this was literally the best game he's had all year. I just, if he, if he plays like this, okay, then you got a point, but he hasn't played like this. Any of the other games, right? You know, like he's fresh. He rested. You know, everyone says he's old. He's, he's his knee's not good and all this stuff. Well, he didn't play for like a month, so of course he's gonna be fresh. Now let's see how he plays three days. He's gonna play on on Tuesday because Rose might be back, but I don't think any of the other guards are gonna be back. Right. If anything, if anything, we might see uh, Kemba and Rose and um, Wayne Selden who played I think nine minutes today. Uh, yeah, well, he'll I, he'll I, probably yeah. sit. He'll probably sit. Right. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play again, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I wonder, who do you think, if 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 if, if that's the case, who's going to start and who's coming off the bench? That's a great question. That is a great question. I know. Question. It's not- because Tibbs, is always, <laughs> Tibbs has always said that he believes that Kimber Walker is a starter and nothing but a starter. Um, so um, my guess would be Kemba again. But that's only a guess. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if he'll. Yeah, be able to I, I think that he's the same way. Yeah. Um, that that probably start Kemba, and I mean we'll see. I don't. I I don't expect much from Kemba. I don't. Like, I don't. He played great today. His defense is still terrible. But you know, if you're gonna score the way he scores today, you could live with his defense being bad. Yeah. Uh, here's you know, but, 
here's the thing with Kemba, yo, we did well was when we started when we was winning games, he was shooting with fifty seven percent from three for the first like ten yeah, or fifteen games. Up, yeah. And that was an insane amount and we was thinking, like, can we keep this up? When when that shooting percentage started to dip and the offense couldn't keep up with the defense, that's when we got into trouble. Um today he shot well and he was actually a positive for the first time. Um, the Celtics kind of picked him on the defensive end, and that's when we started to get, you know, a little bit uh, out, of, out of reach. But then when he was not involved in the offense and when he wasn't hitting shots, you saw in the fourth quarter, you know, we started to lose the, we started to lose the game again. We started to lose handle of it, which is why I, you, you missed this earlier, which is why I said I still, believe that, I still believe that Kemba can play in the NBA. I don't think he's completely washed. Um... I just feel like at this point he's a guy who's like a spot. He might be a spot guy. I feel like he might be a spot guy. Breaking emergency, he's gonna give you. He's gonna give you minutes in case of emergency. Um, but he can sustain high level play, but not for like long periods of time or for like multiple games. But I feel like he can still contribute to to teams. I don't think he's like over. You know what I mean? That's how. That's how I see. Yeah, him I mean, right I, I kind of agree with that, but I, I think the problem is for a team like the Knicks. Like we need players that can like not that can like play a long period of time, not just someone who come in for like ten minutes. Right. Like, like if he was going, to, let's say we trade. Like, I always think a team that makes sense for him. I don't think it's going to happen, but like the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. The Bucks right now, their best point guard is George Hill. He's not that good. Right. So like, yeah, if Kemba could be their backup point guard, and maybe in the playoffs they only play him like ten, fifteen minutes, but you know they got Giannis, so they could do that. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But the other thing that's, like, today, he drove a lot. He hasn't been, like, when he was playing earlier in the year, he rarely ever drove. Yeah, no, you're so right. I think a lot of it was fresh. He was rested. His, he, was, he felt good. Let's see how he feels tomorrow when he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you, you, you shooting the shots at him like you. But I'll say it. No, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, I just think he's, he, he, he's, I don't think he's the player that people think he is. And I, I'm just I'm annoyed because on Twitter you see a lot of people like mm, talking shit about the Knicks and how like how they were so stupid for resting Kemba and like you see, you see? I'm like, Did you not see earlier in the year? Like I don't and the fact that Deuce McBride and these guys looking so good, I, I don't even like once the team is back, I don't want to see Kemba on the floor. Once Deuce McBride and these guys are back. Yeah, I'm I'm still team Deuce. I'm not gonna go hold you. After what Deuce did also, I'm still team about, Deuce. Like, the last yeah. Like, I think it was very critical of Tibbs not playing the young players. And, I mean, I'm critical, too. But mm-hmm. I think you got to understand, the plan for this year wasn't to play the young players. No, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. Was to play, it was, if you had a 10-man rotation, that was the plan. The problem is, it ain't working. <laughs> right. Right. But um, it's going to be interesting because uh, you already see what's happening. We have a lot of guys out because of this COVID protocol. And so there's going to be yeah, different who- types of guys coming back in different different times so by the time you know deuce just got out so it's gonna be interesting to see how tom sees deuce once everything is back to quote unquote normal uh, that he really needed like two more games yeah like if he would have played good for two more games he had more of an argument for sure maybe Tip had no choice but to play him but now Tip, when he comes back if everybody's healthy Tip could be like he hasn't done enough yet. It was a, it was only two games he played. Right. No, I agree with you. But I agree with you. But, I, but I, I, it's still gonna be this inner conflict, man. It's still gonna be inner conflict because Tibbs at the and at Tibbs' core, he's still a defensive guy. 
And right now, today, our best defender, our best point of attack defender is McBride. And it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> and before that, before I actually got to see McBride, um, I mean, listen, I said he was the best one in summer league, but it was it was freaking quickly. It was to me. I thought it was quickly at point of attack before McBride, but then it's like when you see McBride versus quickly, then it's like man, <laughs> on us, and that's no shade to quickly. Nah, both, both of them together I mean, are good. McBride is. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Davion Mitchell, everyone would have talked about McBride being like this amazing defensive player, right? You know, but because Davion Mitchell was there, that everyone talks about him. McBride might be just as good a defender. Remember, he's two years younger than Davion Mitchell. Right. So in a couple of years, he might be a better defender than him, and he has a lot, a lot longer wingspan, so he can guard different positions better. He's right. a special defense. All I'll say is this: I'll leave it at this. If Tibbs wants to get, and this is my theory, if Tibbs wants to get, and look, I'll say this: I'm not a big play the kids just to play the kids. Like, I don't want Kevin Knox touching the court. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I, the only reason why I think why I say he needs to play Grimes and McBride. It's because those guys were NBA ready. You look at any draft profile, I mean, or you watch them in college, they all said these guys can contribute next year. They might not be, like, the highest potential. Right. But these guys are NBA ready. They have an NBA ready skill set. These, these guys are not projects. Yeah. Facts. If the Knicks want to get back to their defensive identity that we had last year, yep. Grimes and McBride have to be a big part of the rotation. Absolutely. Because they bring it to defense. It's not – look, McBride might not – he might not – I don't expect him to shoot as well as he shot the other day or to get as many assists as he did, but I do expect him to bring it on defense every night. And that's all That's all I ask for him. Uh, yo, absolutely, man. You took the words. Last show, I was saying the same thing when we were talking about putting these kids in. I was like, I don't care. if I, I, was, I was saying exactly what you were saying. If you put McBride and Grimes in today, our defensive uh, rating is going to jump up. Like, today. <laughs> and if, if everyone like like this like Mitch, okay, he's not as good as he was last year. But when he has a defender that's distracting, the, that's making it hard on the guard, it makes it easier for him. Absolutely, you saw what he did versus the Rockets. He was playing the perimeter, he was shutting that guy down. Like he got burned in the first quarter, but he he picked up. He like he he caught on. Next thing you know, he shutting that shot. He shut the guy down. He was getting growing offensive fouls. He was turning the corner. So. I, I, I still kind of I'm starting to believe in Mitch again because even today I saw a, a nice Mitch today. <laughs> yeah, the... no, nah, he was pretty good. Today. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and I, I, I'll bring it back to this because now rem- I, I'll say this about about Frank and Lakina because I'm sure a lot of people have been talking about Frank. There were times when Frank would come in and he would change the ten- just by playing hard on defense, right? Mm-hmm. You agree? Absolutely. That's what he does, except he's. He's better, and I'm a Frank fan, but he's better. <laughs> I mean, I'm out. <laughs> all right, salute. <laughs> y'all can't, y'all, y'all just like taking shots at French people on the show. I don't know what's happening, but you know, shout out to shout out to Frank and Lukina. Um, just I don't know if he's better defensively than you know what, Frank. You know what, Deuce is better on at one. From what I've seen, because he's quicker, Deuce is better one-on-one defensively than Frank is. I think I can say that. At, when it comes to ball hawking, Frank's length and height makes him more switchable. Um, but Duke's is 
as what I've seen, I have to see more evidence, but I, but um, Deuce's intelligence on like his rotations and are right on par with Franklin Keenan's to me, for sure, right on time. But a salute to Jason, man. Um, good call. Um, hope you hopefully you like subscribe to the channel and um, yeah, definitely uh, definitely call in again, definitely call in again. All right, man. I think I've said all I've had to say about this Knicks team. I'm ending with this, man. B biggest points of the show. The offense has to change. Less Randall, more Fournier, more more Fournier at the. It seems like Fournier likes the the, the top um pick and roll at the top instead of pick and roll the sides. It seems like he's more effective doing that. Um. Randall. He still needs to step up his leadership posture. We we still might need a, a, a we still might need an emotional leader on this team to get us to the next level. To yell at people, not just complaining, yell at, but like have a, like a stink face, but to to put people in their place when they're not giving their all defensively on the court. And also, still and forever, free the kids. That's all I got to say. All right. Salute to the chat. Definitely hit that like button, subscribe button. All likes and subscribes will definitely help grow the channel. I think, yo, everybody woke up this morning feeling very, very thankful. Um, KOT show has been going on for a while. We started out in the basement. Wasn't even on YouTube. Came just straight up on SoundCloud. Made an evolution to YouTube. Um, did some stuff with Knicks Fan TV. Uh, now actually trying to, you know, Leaving that show, rebuild. I feel like re. I feel like I'm like rebuilding, rebuilding a a a following again. And it's been a journey. So I just want to thank everybody who's been rocking with us. Everybody supported us. Everybody's bought a, a KOT hat. Everybody hit the like button. Who subscribed button? Who shared? I appreciate everybody who's helped us grow this brand from this point onto the future. So shout out to everybody who's rock who's rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to Aya. Even the old, old Edson, Kathy, Rural, Ryan, everybody who's everybody, man, everybody who's contributed to the success of the show, um, where it is and where it will be in the future. Everybody. So, salute to you guys. All right. Um, I'm ending the show with this. My bruh pick for the day. Bruh. Shout out to Mitchell had a good game. But as you know, on KOT. If it's your first time on the KOT show, we have, he had a segment called the Bruh Picks. The Bruh Picks are usually the worst plays of the game. And not even, it doesn't even have to be a play. It just has to be something stupid that happened. Like, some people would say, not playing the kids. Bruh. Bruh. Some people might say, uh, Benjamin Kemba. Bruh. My Bruh Pick today is actually happens to be a play. And Mitchell Robinson, great game today, Mitchell Robinson. Or, or I don't want to say great like it was outstanding, but I've seen an uptick with Mitch Robinson on the defensive end. And shout out, shout out to Wilton Mena, who went to the foul line and shot an air ball. Bruh. Can't do that on KT. Now, can't do that on KT show where we not pointed out. Bro, pick today. The bro pick for today is Mitch Robinson airball at the free throw line. We just don't do that. That is Shaq like. <laughs> but still, shout out to Mitch Robinson. 
and also gunshots for Wilton Menno who says a 499 super chat who just says KOT. You just wanted to shout us out. D nice shout yo shout shout to the chat with this, with the the assist. He says his bruh pick of the night goes to Alec Burks, who seems to have a problem inbounding the ball. It's it's, it's just uncanny. <laughs> so shout out to Alec Burks. Alec Burks, you also get a bruh. For that crazy inbound pass from under the basket, I forgot who the ball the ball was to, but you can tell Tibbs was disgusted. He had that little disgusted face on his play. I think the ball went shell out of bounds. South Alley Burks, so nineteen points that night. All right, that is our show. As always, man, salute to everybody who's rock who rocked with the KLT show. Salute to uh, Jr. D Nice Fritz, best uh, best mod in the game. Everybody else is rocking with the KLT show. Next game will be against these Pistons. Um, be here, be scared, hit that like button, subscribe button, and I will see you then. That is our show. We're out of here. Peace.